after the NFL draft, who is expected to start for the Green Bay Packers? We dig into it coming up. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. I really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. Locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. All of the gambling information that you need, all of the opportunities that you need to put some money on some sports action, you can get it all at Bet Online. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. So I thought it would be useful for us to try and think about where this team is with the Packers looking at, okay, you know, the third tier free agency coming out of the draft. Now, okay, what is what is next? What is coming? What could what could be coming? And where does this team stand at this point? Because there are still players out there who could tilt the scales for the Green Bay Packers. There are still players out, not not tilt the field, but who could take them from a fine, solid, good team to better than good, to deeper than good. And I think those are those are things worth exploring. We're not going to do that on this show. That's not what we're doing here. We're going to talk about who the players on this roster are. Stacey Dale mentioned it when we talked last week. She was like, when I when I think about these teams, when I talk about these teams, we talk about the guys that are on the roster. So let's talk about the guys that are on the roster. I think the defense is a little more settled than the offense. And so let's start there. When we think about the starters, the Packers are going to play nickel more than half the time in that 60 to 65 kind of percentile range. So we are pretty sure the three corners that are going to be on the field, that nickel personnel, Eric Stokes, Jerry Alexander, and Russell Douglas. Now that is assuming that Jerry Alexander is ready to go for the start of the season, but we have no reason, at least at this point, to believe that he won't be. So we are operating under the assumption that he will. Do we know who's going to be playing in the slot? No. Right now, do we care? No. So that's where we're going from on this. To make it true nickel, of course, you need two safeties. So Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos, that is your five defensive back look. Okay. So six more players need to be on this defense. So Devondre Campbell for sure going to be that guy. And we heard from Brian Gutekunst that one of the reasons they made the move to get Quay Walker was so that 
they could play more nickel and not have to sacrifice run defense, size, blitzing ability, and and play a three-safety look. So, Quay Walker, he's going to start. I mean, in, in these nickel situations, he's going to be the guy. That's what you need from a first-round pick to make that first-round pick valuable. I still have a lot of misgivings about how this was all handled, but if you're going to draft someone and he's going to start for you and he's going to play 60, 65% of snaps, that's a useful player. And so it seems like that's what the Packers are getting in Quay Walker. And so, okay, let's let's move from there. Okay, now you have seven players. You need four more. We know Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith are going to be your outside pass rushers. So then the question is not who are the interior guys. The question is, who is going to be playing next to Kenny Clark? Who is going to get the uh, the most snaps next to Kenny Clark? I don't think it's going to be Devontae Wyatt, their first-round pick. When you look at this team, and, and I don't know that we can pencil in Dean Lowry as a for-sure player on this team, given the amount of money that they could save if they moved on from him. They could still be in the market for a Julio Jones, a Will Fuller, or someone who's going to get money, who will need money in terms of the cap from the Green Bay Packers. I don't know that it's a lock that he's going to be on this team, and he's also not ideally suited for this defense. I think Jerron Reed is the most likely guy to play the most amount of snaps. He's big. He's durable. He can rush the passer, and I think that makes the most sense. Now, in year two next year, yeah, Devontae Wyatt probably has a pretty good chance to be that guy. I don't see it in year one. Now, if we're talking about, okay, who's going to be on the field on third and eight? Now, it's a really interesting conversation because the Packers are going to have the flexibility to take Kenny Clark off the field if they want to, to rest him, to give him, you know, it is really important for someone who is, you know, 320, who is often asked to eat double teams, that on third down, even as good as Kenny Clark is, and he is a very good pass rusher, maybe you want to save his legs. Now, I'm sure if you're Kenny, you're going, well, but I want to be out there. I want, I want to go hunt QBs. Okay, great. And love. we love the attitude on that. But this is why you draft Devontae Wyatt. This is why you try and give yourself an opportunity at these other pass rushers who can save the legs of someone like Kenny Clark. Now, that's not to say that he's not going to be out there at all on third down. I think he certainly will be. But this this defensive line, all of a sudden, with Lowry, with Clark, with Wyatt, with Reed, with TJ Slayton, it is a very deep group to go five deep. Who's starting is almost not the point. It's who can come in and give you snaps when you have Kenny Clark on the bench trying to get some rest. Who can give you snaps when you have Devontae Wyatt on the field and you're trying to get him acclimated? Who's playing next to him? Who's the best fit? These are things that you're trying to work out in the preseason and training camp. But I think early in the season, you're also going to see the Packers try and figure out, okay, 
who do these guys match with the best? You try and mix and match some of these pairings. And, and where can you get to from this defensive front? And then how much more can you get out of these edge rushers? Do you need to go to some more um, looks where you're playing like, like Joe Barry did last year, where he's playing three off-ball linebacker fronts? And, and then how does that affect how many defensive linemen are playing? How does that affect how many linebackers are playing? How many safeties? How many corners? All of this stuff are there. These are really interesting conversations that we're not really going to know the answers to until well into training camp and maybe not even until, you know, week two, week three, week four. Until we've seen this team in the regular season, I think we know that the, this this Quay Walker draft pick signals their desire to play a little bit bigger. But I don't think that gives us a clear picture of who's playing on the interior defensive line. How often? And I think that the same is true for linebacker because this is a lot of responsibility to put on someone like Quay Walker, who really just has the one season of being a full-time player who rotated in with, with Channing Tindall and, and you know, the, the guys that Nicobe Dean was the guy at Georgia. How do you accommodate all of that? I think these are questions that that we still need to get answers to. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. The Packers open as two point favorites in week one against the Minnesota Vikings on the road. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs and esports and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So let's look at the offense. We know the quarterback position, we know the running back position. Aaron Jones is going to be your starter there. Like, let's assume three receiver sets because the Packers used those more than any other formation group last season. So, Big Bob Tunyon is back. Mercedes Lewis is back. Josiah DeGuara is back. At the tight end, I'm thinking this is going to be a Big Bob season. So, he's probably going to be your starter at tight end. But, but in... Plenty of formations, and I think plenty of first drives, you're going to see Mercedes Lewis out there. No question about it. We saw it last year. We saw it the year before. It just seems fair and right that that's going to happen. And they're going to play some two tight end sets. They're going to play some what are essentially six offensive line sets with Mercedes Lewis. And I think that's useful information, but Big Montagnin is the starter. They signed him, I think, to bring him back as the starter in this situation. Okay. So, receiver, Al Lazard, he's at the top of the list. Is he going to get the most targets? Probably not. But in terms of when he's out there and assuming he can stay healthy, because each of the last two seasons, he also had some issues being on the field and staying healthy. And I think that's something that we have to take into account here. But when he was out there, he's playing. 90 plus percent of snaps. He's going to be the guy that's out there all the time because he blocks, because he's an integral part of the run game, the play action game. And then Rodgers trusts him. Same for Randall Cobb. And I think you're going to see Sammy Watkins 
That's going to be your three, unless another move is made. We talked about this at the end of the week, last week. Unless they go get Julio, unless they bring in Will Fuller, Sammy Watkins is probably going to be that other guy. And if Sammy Watkins, if, if, they, if they sign another guy, Sammy Watkins' place on this roster, I think, becomes much more tenuous. And we'll have to see where these pieces fit in. But Lazard, Cobb, Watkins, that seems like your three-receiver set in a starting formation. Now, does that mean Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs are not going to play? No, of course not. They're going to play. They're going to be out there. They're going to get their opportunities. Could Danny Davis sneak onto this team? Sure. Malik Taylor, what's his future? Juwan Winfrey. That doesn't mean that, and, and we know Amari Rogers is going to make the team. So what are, what are those guys role? Well, sub package, rotational. There are, there are of course ways, you know, they, they, they like to, to shuttle receivers in and out of the game to create mismatches, to create matchups that they like and to use formational advantages against defenses. We'll see if Amari Rogers can get on the field a little bit more often. I think I think it makes sense to try that at least. You hope that he can do a little bit more this season than he did last season, considering what he did last season was essentially nothing on offense. And what he did on special teams was not good. I mean, that's pretty problematic if you're looking at it that way. But the three receivers we're pretty sure are going to be Lazard, Watkins, and Cobb. And and I won't be surprised if Christian Watson wins one of those jobs, those outside jobs. I won't be surprised if Romeo Dubs wins one of those outside jobs. But early on, it seems unlikely that those guys are really going to get that opportunity. Even, even in situations where the Packers drafted someone who was coming in to take someone else's spot. Even in El, you know Elton Jenkins. He comes in, he's splitting time and had to perform well in training camp, splitting time with Lane Taylor. Eric Stokes comes in, first round pick. Kevin King, not very good. It took a week for Eric Stokes to get on the field in the regular season. And it took even longer than that for him to be, you know, really two weeks, for him to be the full-time starter. And he's like, okay, this he's the guy now. I don't think week one, and that's that's really what the exercise is. But you know, by week six, by week eight, by week ten, who knows? Because injuries play such a big role here. But we're talking about preferred starters opening of the season. If everyone is healthy, who is going to be the guy? And I, I think those are going to be your receivers. The offensive line is much more interesting to me. Josh Myers is your starting center. David Bakhtiari is going to be your starting left tackle. The Packers don't seem to have any concerns about David Bakhtiari, which is really, really good. Beyond that, there's a lot up in the air. Now, Elton Jenkins, I continue to believe, is going to be the right tackle of this team when he is healthy. But he is almost certainly not going to start the season in a position to play. So my guess is that's going to be Yash Najman, who plays out on that right tackle. I think that's where I'm where I'm leaning at this point. I think if you're the Packers, you got to give Sean Ryan and Zach Tom each the chance to compete for that spot in the short term and in the long term. 
And we saw, you know, Zach Tom played some center at rookie camp. He played some tackle plates. He played, he played everywhere. Sean Ryan played right guard, right tackle. He played on the right side. I think he's going to give a chance to play right tackle. And, and absolutely, that is the right way to handle it. The Packers love to cross train. I think that is another really smart thing that the Packers do. And find your best five. I think ultimately Ryan settles at right guard. I think he becomes your starter at right guard. You use Rice Newman as a backup guard, backup tackle. He's sort of your swing offensive lineman in the short run because Yash is going to have to play right tackle. And then in the longer term, Elton Jenkins is your right tackle. Yash is your swing tackle. And then you have Rice Newman who can play guard. He can play tackle. And you have Zach Tom who is fighting for a spot. I think he he very much is going to compete at guard, compete at that right tackle spot. I think this season he is your backup center. He's your swing interior offensive lineman. Allows you to move on from Jake Hansen who has shown precisely nothing in the NFL of use or of value. And then you start to look, okay, in a year, Josh Myers, is he your starting center? Could he play guard? What is the situation there? I think, I think to me, Tom is a better prospect than, than Josh Myers was. That's not quite how this works, though. Could, could he come in and, and win the center job and push Myers to a guard spot? Could he uh, displace someone like John Runyon Jr. at left guard? I don't think that's crazy. I really don't. Now, you know, it's hard for me to predict a fourth round offensive lineman to come in and win a starting job. But, you know, I think Sean Ryan has a chance to do that. And he was a third round offensive lineman. So it's not as if, you know, they're they're that different in terms of their pedigree. I mean, we're we're talking about, you know, 50 spots in the draft. That's not that much, all things considered. So. I think both of these both of these rookie offensive linemen are going to have a chance to earn a starting job. I think that's the that's the that's the way the Packers operate. I think that is the right way to operate. And I think it gives this team the best chance to find the best 5 to succeed. I don't think you're going to start two rookies. Especially after you drafted Josh Myers last year. I think John Runyon Jr played well enough. And so that's going to give you the chance. There's really only one spot there, plus the right tackle spot, which is an interim spot. We'll see how long that whoever is in that spot needs to play. And I think that is also a a factor here because you look at the games early in the season, you've got divisional opponents, the Vikings, the Lions. You've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who can rush the passer a little bit. And so I don't think you want to... Uh, make these decisions based on, oh, okay, you need to win these games. But I do think the Packers are going to understand that there is a long game and a short game here. And you don't want to, you don't want to, if Sean Ryan is the best right guard, play that guy and don't worry about playing the Bears with uh, a, a, a new defense. Don't worry about the Bucks with their blitzing aggressive Todd Bowl style. Don't worry about that stuff. You can't play the guys because in in December and January, you need those guys to be ready to face anything. You need them to be ready to face anything. 
And how do you do that? You give them opportunities early in the season to meet those challenges. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. I just got the birthday cake puff bars. They are truly unique. You're talking about protein-infused marshmallow. You're talking about white chocolate. You're talking about the birthday cake flavor. It's next level. There's just nothing else like this on the market that can match the taste and the macro profile, the high protein, the high fiber, the low in net carb, and the low count. There's just nothing else on the market that can even come close. So go to Built Bar, go to Built.com, and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen Locked on NFL. The schedule may be dark, but the NFL never stops and neither is locked on NFL. Get insights and opinions from hosts, including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, and Tony Wiggins, plus locked on NFL hosts, repping all 32 squads, including this guy. There's no offseason for real fans, so go make sure you're subscribed to Locked on NFL on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Um, Thanks to everyone who was part of our live show last week. Thanks for those of you who stuck with us there. The first four minutes of that show, if you go back and watch it on YouTube, um, we had some audio issues. It is a a problem with the platform that we use to stream. Um, And and for those of you who were with us last season, you know that we had some issues at times during the season with it as well. So we're trying to get this ironed out. If we need to switch platforms, we will do it. Um, and, and so we're, we're really excited about all the things that, that we can do this upcoming season to provide more content for you to help this community as we have built it, continue to grow and, and foster more growth. So thanks to everyone that makes locked on Packers possible. And, uh, we're really excited for, we're going to do this off season and into, I mean, it's, it's already we're mid-May, which means OTAs, mandatory mini camps. And then all of a sudden, training camp is going to be here before you know it. So plenty to get to before then. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.